Well, good morning, everybody. We are so glad that you're here. If you want to come in and find a seat, that would be fantastic. As we get started today, I just want to give a little bit of instruction, all right? So we're going to just be kind of working our way, telling our way through the uh, the Christmas story as we're going. Interspersed in that, there's going to be lots of Christmas carols, all right? So what we would like you to do in that time is participate, right? Um, You can stand up, you can sing, right? It's not just a show to watch them. We want you to participate with us as we sing carols this morning um, in honor of who Jesus is. But let's pray this morning and we're going to get started. We do, normally we don't do announcement videos, but this is a Sunday morning, so we want you to be aware of what's going on around here. So we're going to start that and then we'll sing our first song. Jesus, you are so good and we thank you, Jesus, that you did come, God, and we are so grateful for the fact that God stepped onto this earth, Jesus, and that you did everything necessary for us to be made right with you. God, help us to keep our focus on you during this season. In your name I pray, amen. Hey everybody, I am Jason. And I'm John. And I'm wearing a different hoodie this time. So that's good. I changed my clothes. I'm Uh, wearing a different hoodie, but it's the same. But it's the same hoodie. The same. (laughs) Different, but the same. Me too. But where are we going? Where are we going? (laughs) Hey, we're so glad that you're here. It is Christmas Eve. Um, So Merry Christmas. Um, We want to just say thanks for being here this morning. We're um, happy that you're here. If you're a guest with us, we would love for you to fill out something that looks just like this. Get yours. There it is. Um, It's in the back of the seat in front of you. Fill that out at the end of the service. You can take it to a table out in the foyer um, that has the church logo on it um, and get uh, some information about our church and a gift. And we would love to get the information on here so we can get to know each other better. Also, there should be a QR code that shows up right over our faces. Good, good, good modeling, John. And uh, if you point your smartphone's camera at that, it'll take you to a link to the bulletin. It's got all the stuff, including the stuff we're not saying um, on the announcements. Uh, But we're just glad you're here. And here are the rest of your announcements. Hey, FYI, church offices are going to be closed this week. So don't stop by the church because you'll just be (laughs) sitting in the parking lot all by yourself. Yes. Have a great Christmas with your family. Yes. If you need to get a hold of us, you can. Yes. It's not here. Just pick up one of these babies right here. <laughs> Give us a call. Hey, it is that time of year where we are taking nominations for deacons and trustees. Um, so if you are a member of our church, and that, not an attender, but like you've gone through the membership process, you can go back to a table in the back in the foyer back there um, and nominate somebody to be a deacon or a trustee. We've got several trustees and deacons coming uh off. Some of them are up for re-election. That information is all back there for you. Um, but this is an important part of our leadership process here. So get some people nominated. Hey, church, we're excited. Northwoods Pond Hockey Championship, February 10th. February 10th. Mark your calendar. It's a Saturday all day. Come be a part. Either play or just come and be a part by just being out there on the lake. There's yeah. lots of volunteer opportunities as well leading up to that. Um, it is an amazing time for us to connect with people from our church yeah. and also people from the community. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Plus, we're raising money for Speed the Light. So, register a team. Register a team. We have a church team. It's in the last pick division. Last pick. Talk to Jason. We can have up to eight people on that team. And we want eight, so we all have to yeah, skate yeah. less. Because last so. pick, it's not about like... <laughs> 
getting more ice time. It's about how can I get off the ice <laughs> yes. so I can have oxygen yes. to breathe. Um, so if you want to be on that team, talk to Jason. It's first come, first serve. Otherwise, a lot of you make your own teams. So get those put together. Um, by January 15th, that's the deadline. You can jump on the Northwoods website, the Pond Hockey website, or Facebook or Instagram website, or Facebook and Instagram as well to find registration links there. So I got a little tongue twisted there. Yeah. Woo! All right, get, get it done. done. Hey, we have something exciting coming up next week as well. Um, we've got somebody that wanted to be baptized, and we say it all the time. If you want to be baptized, we'll fill it up any Sunday. So if you want to be baptized on the last day of 2023, um, fill out that form. You can do it, but you got to get it done fast. Get that form, get it filled out, get it to one of us, um, and you can be baptized on that day too, since we're filling up the tank anyway. All right, uh, but we're excited for it uh, for next week's family service. Hey, lastly, church, we just want to encourage you. We say this every week, but we believe in it, but we want to encourage you to be people that give. We believe that God desires us to be people that give, um, and so we, we want to make an opportunity for that. So with that said, there are a number of ways you can give. You can jump online, right? You can give that way uh, on our website, or you can go to Facebook, and there are links to give there as well. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we have drop boxes out in the lobby where you can drop your tithe and offering that way. Um, we want to just encourage you in it and say thank you for being a part of that. Um, it's a it's a cool thing. And so it really does allow us to do the things that we do. We're talking this pond hockey tournament. Uh, it really, that helps us to be able to do mm -hmm. what we do. So um, thanks for being a part of that. Uh, with that said, we hope that you have an amazing time here at our Christmas Eve service. Yeah. A little bit different structure. I know we're throwing everybody off, but um, with that said, have an amazing day. Yeah. Merry Christmas. So that it's good.
I just want to call this out right now. If everybody's probably wondering, if you know me at all, this isn't my normal look. You saw that guy up on the screen, and you're probably like, who's this guy right here? The teenagers raised $30,000 for missions, and so I said I would shave my head. There we go. We got that out of the way. Um, so we're going to be telling the Christmas story, like Jason mentioned. You may have a mentioned. seat while he talks. Sorry. There. Thanks, Sherry. You you're may welcome. be seated. You guys, you could stand all, the, you know, the whole morning if you want to as well. But uh, so we're gonna be telling the Christmas story, and we want we want you to know that that is out of Matthew and Luke. Um, you should you should take some time, read through the Christmas story when you have a chance, and just allow it to to sink in to set in. But we're gonna be telling that story this morning, um, and the story really starts with this young woman, and she's an ordinary person, and I think. I want to I start by saying that she's this ordinary, really kind of nobody special, right? Just your average person, um, an unlikely person, really, out of a small town um, of, of Nazareth. And so the story starts with this, this character, really, that, that, that we'd say is just a very average, normal, ordinary person. And I, and I think that's the theme that we'll see throughout this story, is that God is using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And so Mary is visited by an angel, Gabriel. Gabriel shows up and says, greetings, favored one. And she's like, whoa, what, you know, I mean, like any of us would be shocked, sort of 
set back, a little confused. I'm like, what's going on? And so the, the angel says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Um, I bring good news. You're going you're gonna to conceive a child. And at this point, Mary is actually engaged to Joseph, okay? She's still a virgin. And this angel appears to her and says, you're going to conceive a child, all right? And you're going to give birth to this child, and his name is going to be Jesus. And he's going to be great, the Savior of the world. And Mary, obviously, is, like I said, confused and like, what? Who, me? Mary? I'm just, I'm just a, an ordinary girl, most likely a teenager, and this is, this is what's going to happen. And so the, the angel reassures her in that. She asks a question that I think most of us, how? How is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. How is this going to happen? And so the, the angel says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to conceive this child. And you're going to give birth to this child. And I think the coolest part of this whole story is her response in this. Because I think oftentimes throughout Scripture we see, we see people get news like this. And it's like, no, God, I'm not. Nope, not me. They run the other, other way and say, no way. But Mary, Mary responds and says, I'm your servant. And if this is what you want, God, then, then so be it. I'm willing. And that's hopefully our response when God is asking us to do crazy difficult things. And so that's how the story begins.
so we pick up this story at a point where the miraculous has happened, but only one person knows it's miraculous, right? Like, how many of you have ever been told by God to go do something, but he didn't warn everybody else that he told you to do something, right? Like, it it was just kind of God speaking to you, and you got to kind of figure it out and take it from there. And I got to say, if I'm I'm Mary, I wish that maybe the angel had gone to my dad and my fiancé before he came to me. Right? Like, like, but, but, but they're engaged. And, and in this time, the legal contract is, is at the engagement time. They're not, they're, not, they're not married yet, but the legal contract has been struck between her family and Joseph. Right? And God shows up. The angel shows up to Mary and says, even though you're a virgin, you're going to have a baby. And then she has to go tell Joseph because she's pregnant. And Joseph is like, listen, I passed 10th grade health class. I know how this works. And rather than having Mary killed, which he absolutely could have in this time, it was within his legal right to have Mary put to death. Because he's a good man, he decides to just quietly deal with this thing. Right? He's going to put her aside quietly. He's going to just move on with his life, and he's going to let it move on. Right, And then we're told for only the second person, right? Again, if I'm Mary, if I'm in those shoes, I really want the angel to show up to my dad, right? Um, um, and let him know. But, but he does, this angel shows up to Joseph, right? And he's like, listen, this is not a normal day. This is not an average pregnancy. God himself has sent this child. And you need to follow through with this thing. Now, again, I want you to just imagine yourself. Again, so many times we do two things and with the, we simultaneously, most of us have heard this story so many times that this story has become commonplace, right? Like we've heard this story a million times. So we start talking about angels appearing in divine, miraculous conceptions. Like we talk about, I'm gonna go out to eat for lunch after church right now right? Like, it's just like no big deal. So we talk about it like it's normal, but we elevate the people in the story to be some kind of superhero, right? And Joseph is just a, he's just a carpenter. He's just a guy, right? Before this, we don't know anything about him other than he's of the non-ruling line of David, right? Like he's a distant descendant of David, but not from the, lo- the ruling line of it, right? He's, he's got a family history, but we don't know anything about this guy other than he's a carpenter. But now he has stepped into the divine story. And I want you to imagine the pressure, right? How many of you moms in this room, can I just talk to you for a second? How many of you have experienced mom guilt where like you fret about every single possible thing that could ever happen with one of your childs and anytime that they do anything wrong or right, you get all kind of sweaty and anxious and you're wondering if you're being a good mom. Moms out there, you wanna, yeah, right? Like dads, right? Most of us maybe don't suffer with the dad guilt to the same level as our wives suffer with mom guilt, but at the same time, there's some pressure there, right? Now I want you to just imagine for a second that an angel said, came to your house and said, hey, your wife, yeah, she's going to have a baby, and don't sweat it, but you're going to be raising God. <laughs> don't worry about it. No big deal. But the Messiah, yeah, God incarnate, he's going to grow up in your home, and you're going to teach him how to be a man. Feel it. Hear it. This is a story that we got used to, but we never should have. This is a miraculous, divine moment where God himself 
comes to earth. And this angel comes to Joseph and says, that, that child that Mary is carrying, she's telling the truth. And I want you guys to raise him. And I want you to name him Jesus. Thanks, Sherry. 
Thanks for that cue. <laughs> so I, kind of, I love how the Bible, at least my, tran- my translation, describes this next part. Um, it says that Mary was obviously pregnant at this point. And I think, I think, Jason, you do a good job a lot of times of just kind of helping us to, to bring it home to something relatable. And I, I have seen my wife be pregnant. Uh, we have four kids. And you, you get to that point in your pregnancy where, where it's like it's, it's just uncomfortable. And mama just wants to have that baby and be done. Like, come on. We just want to have this baby and not have to deal with this stuff anymore. And so at this point, there's now a census that's happening, that's taking place. And so they have to travel, okay? They have to go back to their ancestral home for David, which is in Bethlehem. And so they have to travel. And so what they do, right, is they pack up their SUV, right? They, they put all the things they need in the back, right? They set the cruise. They get on the interstate, set the cruise to 65. They cruise on down to Bethlehem, right? No big deal. no. And this time, travel, and I think that's the thing that we have to remember is at this time, this was, this was crazy. This is, traveling is dangerous, right? It's scary, it's dangerous, it's overwhelming. And they've already, like Jason had mentioned, Joseph, Mary are probably feeling a little overwhelmed with the pressure of, man, we, we're raising the Son of God. God, throw us a bone here. Now we got to travel to Bethlehem. This is, this, come on, throw us a bone. We're, we're, we're drowning here. And so they make the trek down to Bethlehem where they come to the city that's swelling because people are there for the census. And so there's no room. Again, God, like, you've ever found yourself in that place where you're like, Lord, I know this is what you want me to do, but it seems like I just keep hitting roadblock after roadblock. And there's, there's this temptation to want to quit, to give up, and to say, God, this is too much. I can't do it. And there they are. They finally get there. Somebody finally has some sympathy for them and says, you could stay in this, in this barn, in this stable. And there's where the Savior of the world is born. In a small little town, Bethlehem. In a stable. In a humble way, God enters the world. And that's where we are. Lord Jesus, lay 
It's remarkable what happens in this story, right? So, so Jesus is born, and the next thing that happens is just this breathtaking scene, right? This angel appears to some shepherds again. And I, I, I talked about this last Sunday. If you were here, forgive me, I'm going to repeat a little bit. But, like, a lot of times when we think of shepherds, most of us think of, like, Linus, you know, um, from, from a Charlie Bound Christmas, you know. Or, or maybe we think about the shy little kids who are afraid to say anything in front of, in, in front of people, right? They're, they're the, the little ones, you know, kind of in the back, right? They're, they don't have any lines yet, so we'll put the little ones back there. But I, shepherding in this day and age was a huge deal. Right, like you're out for months at a time watching sheep, um, guarding them from animals, having to survive off the land, having to do this. So you're talking about major outdoorsmen who are raising these sheep, right? Like that's what happens. And this angel shows up um, in the sky, and these and all of the shepherds are terrified. Right? They are scared. An angel shows up, and it's scary. Right? And he announces. Something miraculous is happening. Something amazing is about to go down. In, in Bethlehem, in a manger, there's a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and it is the Messiah. And when, as if one angel wasn't scary enough, right? Then it, the Bible says the vast host of, of heaven's armies shows up and begins to, to announce that glory has come to this earth. And I got to say, if you're scared by one, the host of heaven's armies, right? Like I got, I just, I have an overactive imagination. I don't know. But when I picture this, I picture this like the shepherds are like those fainting sheep. Have you ever seen them, right? Like, like this vast host shows up and they just start tipping over, right? Like one was scary, the army, that's super scary, right? And they're, they're tipping over, but they get up and it's this amazing thing that happens. It's this, it's this thing that I think we all need to take. They heard this miraculous announcement, the Messiah has been born, but it wasn't enough to hear about it. They went and found Jesus themselves. And when they saw this baby, they worshiped. And then they went out and told everybody. And listen, that is the correct response to Jesus. Come find him. Worship him. And then tell everyone you know the story.
very song in 3 4. That's meant to be in 4 4. Let's do it again. Oh, 4 4. Let's go. All right. Okay, brother. All right. He just became a grandpa, so that happens. I'm sorry, Pastor. <laughs> All right. All right, see you. <laughs> Why can't I get this? Huh? It's in my head now. This actually fits great. We're ordinary people, right? We're ordinary, everyday people serving an extraordinary God, right? And you, God using people that we wouldn't expect is part of the story. The next part of the story, the Bible talks about wise men coming from the east or visitors coming from the east, right? And what you have to understand is that it doesn't say specifically where they were from the east, but most likely these people from the east knew the, the traditions, they knew the customs, they knew the stories, because these were educated 
people. These were people that had access to the teachings and to the, the scrolls because Israel had spent time in captivity in this part of the world, right? We know that through Scripture. And so they, they had access to this, and they were paying attention to it. And they, all of a sudden, this star appeared in the sky. And they understood that this star had significance, right? They really didn't fully understand because, again, they, didn't, they, they weren't raised in this custom. They weren't raised in this tradition, but they realized something significant was happening. And I, and I believe God was pulling in their, in their hearts and, and saying, man, you've got to follow this. You've got to go figure out what this is. And so they did. They packed up. Again, traveling wasn't easy. They probably had a little better than Mary and Joseph. They probably had access to a little better funding. But still, scary. And so they come. And they go to where you would expect to find a king. Because they understood that there was supposed to be a king, a new king. And so they go to Jerusalem. And they go to the palace, which makes most sense. Again, our human expectations, our human understanding... And God flips this on its head all the time. We expect it to be one way, and God reveals himself in a completely other way. They go to the palace. They, they, they go to the king, Herod, and we say, we're looking for the, the new king. And you can imagine he was not happy with this because he's like, I'm the king, right? I'm the king. You're not coming to find a new king. Nobody's let me know this. And so he talks to some of the, the teachers of, of that time. And so what, where's this, this Messiah supposed to be born? And he, they, they say in Bethlehem. And so Herod tells the wise men, hey, go to Bethlehem. This is his big plan. Go to Bethlehem. Find the king for me. And then, then come back and tell me. Because I want to I come and, and give him the, the recognition that he deserves as well. A.K.A. I want to wipe him out. I want to get rid of him. And so the wise men continue to follow the star, right? They continue to follow the star to, to Bethlehem. And there they find Jesus. They find Mary and Joseph there. And what they do is, is amazing. And that is hopefully our response in this season too. When we come into, when we come into, into God's presence, when we meet with Jesus, just like the shepherds, their response was to bow down and worship. Not fully understanding, not, not being churchy people that know all the right things to do and all the right things to say. Right? They come and they just do what seems natural, and that's to worship the king. And they brought him gifts, extravagant gifts, that are deserving of a king. And that's where we are.
we want you to know this morning that this isn't just a story the way like Peter Pan is a story, right? We tell this story because it was a story, but this is a true story that we believe happened around 2,000 years ago, right? It was documented in the Bible for us today. And this is the story that changed the world, right? We were hopelessly separated from God by our sin. And there was nothing we could do about it. Absolutely nothing. There was a system in place where our sins could be covered, but not removed. And it wasn't until God himself stepped down onto this earth, became Emmanuel, like we just sang, born of a virgin in a manger in Bethlehem, like it was all prophesied, for hundreds of years, right? And that God came to this earth not just to be born, but he came to this earth ultimately as a sacrifice to die in our place so our sins could not just be covered, but be removed. And that is the joy of this season, that God came, that God came to this earth because I needed him, because you needed him, because every person ever born, needed him, right? And I just want to encourage you, if you are in this place and you don't know Jesus this morning, come and talk to myself, come and talk to John, talk to the person that invited you this morning. If they don't know any more than you do, grab them and bring them up to talk to me and John. We would love to answer any questions that you might have this morning. We'd love to talk with you about what life with Jesus looks like, right? We would love to walk you through those kind of things. But I just want to encourage you during this Christmas season to just take some stock of where you're sitting in your relationship with the king who was born on the day we're celebrating tomorrow right? It is such an important thing. So as we close today, I'm going to pray. Um, and then we got just one little video we want to play for you. You might've seen this online before, but we're going to let some kids tell the story one more time. When the video is done, we're done. Have a Merry Christmas. All right. But let's pray one more time. Jesus, you are so good. And we thank you that you came. God, we thank you that you were born. We thank you that you became dependent, Jesus, for life. God, that you modeled what it is to be human in every way. God, that you joined us in this so that we could be separated from our sins. What a miraculous sacrifice it is just that God came to be man. Thank you for that, Jesus. Help us to walk in the truth and the wonder of that this Christmas season. In your name I pray, amen. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem. 
Pam, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. So Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, The only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, A new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. Glorious. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, Yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, Yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. Then the wise men heard about it, and then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, that I have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk. Some shoes, some Jordans. Gold ring and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> The new baby is going to change the world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great day.